This is the Transcend Human Podcast, a weekly show where we learn what it means to rise above the human condition. We hope the conversation today is just what you need for the week ahead. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the Transcend Human Podcast. It is great to be with you. Let me just grab a quick sip of coffee here. Mm. Such good coffee. So good early in the morning. So I'm going to pull back the curtain just a little bit, uh, let you in on a little secret here, which most of you already know. But if you've been around the show for a while, you know that I typically record the show Oh, I don't know, on a Thursday, on a Friday, over the weekend, something like that. But it's pre-recorded, and then I launch it on Monday mornings. Well, well, for whatever reason, this week, things just didn't go as planned. Lots going on. And so here it is. It is actually Monday morning, May 23rd, Monday morning. Um, and I am recording this podcast. So it's 6.30 in the morning, drinking my coffee. I would say it's a bright sunny day in Southern California, but I don't even know that the sun has decided whether it wants to come up yet or not. So it's still hanging down there behind the mountains. Um, But we're here, we have coffee, and we're going to make this happen. So like I said, great to be with you. Thanks for being here. Uh, If you tune in today as we launch, we'll be talking on the same day. So how cool is that? All right, so today we're starting a short series of episodes all focused on this concept of being woke. Um, It's something that I started thinking about a month or so ago. Um, You know, I hear it all over the place, right? You hear it on the news, you hear people say it in real life, uh, you hear it thrown around. Um, Some people use the word uh, to help explain themselves or who they are. Um, Other times you hear it thrown around as a almost as a cuss word, right? Making fun of a group of people. So I just wanted to dive into it. I'm like, let's let's talk about that because what does it actually mean? And do we fit into that category or do we not? Um, so let's talk about it, all right? Okay, so minute of transparency for today. I'm just gonna call this one all figured out. So have you ever been at a place in your life where you think you have it all figured out? Uh, Looking back on my life, I think I did a couple of times, right? I think when I look back to graduating from high school, I thought I was, I I had it all figured out, right? I was done with school. I was, I knew that I was headed to college. I knew what I was going to study. I just, I felt at that moment in my life, like everything was up and to the right, right? I just had it all figured out. Same thing when I graduated from college. Uh, back in 1999, it was the year to end all years for me. I graduated with a master's degree. I um, got married. We bought a car. We bought a house. We just did We did everything that year. We even got pregnant probably a month or two after the, the year ended. Um, lots of stuff, you know, and, and I just felt like everything was up and to the right. I felt like I had it all figured out. Uh, life is good what could go wrong, right? And then there were other periods of time in my life, times when the job was going well, things were good with my family, and there were really no negative, you know, global events going on, things like that. 
And it was at times like these when I started to think that everything was just flying under the radar, right? Everything was all figured out. I had my belief systems down. I knew what I believed spiritually. I thought I understood the world and how it was working. I had a plan for the future, right? Plans which typically centered around me or my family, pretty selfish plans. Uh, These plans typically included an increase in happiness, an increase in comfort. Uh, Usually that meant making more money. So getting promotions, raises, moving into the right house, getting newer vehicles, uh, paying down debt, right? All of those kinds of things were all planned for the future. The American dream, right? Living the American dream. But these moments where I thought I had it all figured out were just short mountaintop experiences. Times when things seemed to be firing on all cylinders. But were they good predictors of the future? No, not at all. If they were, how did I eventually get sucked into drinking and wind up wasting so many good years of my life? If I had everything figured out, how was it all able to go to crap somewhere along the way? That should have been a sign right there, a sign that I really didn't have it all figured out. But that realization would come later, quite a few years later. More on that in a minute, but first, let's dive into our topic for today, Transcending Woke Part 1. Section 1, Exponential Change. Section 2, Get Woke. And Section 3, Set Your Alarm Clock. Number one, exponential change. So I don't know about you, but I feel like I've changed a lot over the last four years. And I don't just mean changes like I'm getting older, I've gotten more gray, my vision is going south, uh, I pretty much have to carry readers with me at this point, or the fact that I've slowed down a bit, right? These are all changes that happen incrementally, slow changes over time, changes that we don't like, but we all understand on some level that they're going to come along with the aging process. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about exponential change. As in, I think I've changed more in the past four years than I did in the previous 30 or 40 combined. That's right. Changes that rival those of the early years. Remember those changes from birth to 18? Holy crap. That was exponential change for sure going from baby formula to full-grown adult in 18 years. Now, let's take those 18 years and let's boil them all down to a four-year period of time. And that's literally the way I feel about the last four years of my life. Why? Well, let's talk about it. So this exponential change started for me back in 2018. I was working for a church and the church decided to just let me go without warning. No reason other than we're going in a different direction. We're restructuring the department. We're streamlining. And once we do, there won't really be a position left for you. Sorry. Oh yeah. And we're letting your friend go as well. The other mature team member who makes a decent salary. And once the two of you are gone, we'll have a bunch of young, fun team members that we can pay much less. Sorry, not sorry. And then... A year later, I got to watch my wife walk through a very similar thing at the same church. Now, let this be a lesson for you, a life lesson. It may not be the best thing for you and your spouse to work at the same company, much less the same church. At the end of the day, they did the same thing to her as they did to me. She was treated the same way I was treated by the team leading her department. 
She was let go by haughty, self-righteous, patriarchal leaders. Why? Because she was strong, independent, female. She was a thinker, uh, something that's very threatening to the traditional church structure. On some level, you just can't make this stuff up. And yet there we were, living it out in real life. Now, as you can imagine, it took a while for both of us to work through this, right? From a logical standpoint or a logistical standpoint, living in Southern California, you don't last long without good paying jobs. But for me, that was actually easier to handle than the other stuff, the cognitive and emotional stuff, right? Second guessing your value, feelings of abandonment, the trauma associated with the abrupt and cold way that things were handled. And then the ripple effect right? Because your church isn't just your job. It's your church. It's where you've been growing spiritually. On some level, it becomes your family. Uh, Your friends typically attend the same church. If you're in a small group, it's typically through your church. And it's where your kids are plugged in. So for Tammy and me, this opened a can of worms, right? For me, I began questioning myself, my, my calling to work in ministry. I thought it was a calling, but now I, I question that. I questioned my abilities, my qualifications, and whether I was actually good enough. Self-esteem reached an all-time low. For Tammy, I think it was more the connections that were immediately changed, right? The loss of a support group. The She saw the difficulties that our kids were having because we were no longer connected to the church. And then there were the spiritual questions that we wrestled with, right? How had we so blindly followed the leadership of this church? Why didn't we see it coming? Why was it? Why were we so trusting of these people? Why did we view the leadership of the church as having more um, moral behavior than leaders in the marketplace? And if we'd fallen for all of this, what else had we fallen for? Did we even want to be part of the church any longer? And as we were struggling to find clarity in this area, along came the global pandemic. Masks, social distancing, shutdowns, working from home, inability to travel, families kept from each other, social activities stopped. And that was just related to the pandemic itself. Then came all the other stuff, right? The riots, the looting, the protests, the very public incident of police brutality, racism, social injustice, all of the things that took center stage uh, in those first few months to, uh, you know, to a year into the pandemic. Then came the political polarization. Right, we're going to talk more about that. Um, I think in future episodes, but for now, I mean, I probably don't need to talk about that any further because we all lived through it. In fact, we're still living through it. So I assume I'm not the only one that's experienced exponential change since March of 2020. Next up, about a year into the pandemic, a podcast was released called "The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill." Now, this podcast came out at a crazy time right? Just amazing in terms of the timing. Um, I had seen advertisements for it and I kind of wondered what on earth is this thing? Then my wife told me that she had heard about it and she's like, oh, you should really listen to it. I listened to the first episode and it was really good. So I said, okay, I'll check it out. And, uh, you know, one episode in and I was hooked. I latched onto that podcast and I didn't let go. I immediately resonated with it because of what Tammy and I had been through at our own church. For me, it was like ripping off a Band-Aid off of a fresh scrape or like pulling stitches out of a partially healed wound. It made me sad. It made me angry. And yet, like a deer in the headlights, I couldn't look away. It brought back so many memories for me, and it brought so many new things to light. It asked so many good questions. 
Not just questions about Mars Hill and the narcissistic leader that ran it into the ground, but questions about other large churches and the narcissistic leaders running them. And it didn't stop there. It also asked the hard questions of us. It suggested that we, the people attending these churches, may have actually played a pivotal role in all of it happening because we provided the energy behind these narcissistic leaders. We created the environments that allowed them to ascend to unhealthy levels of power. We jumped on the bandwagon. We consumed the online content. All of the numbers got inflated because of us, which then in turn inflated the egos of these leaders. So which came first, right? The narcissistic leader or the people wanting someone to worship? And finally, we have the Russia invading Ukraine incident, right? Yet another thing to destabilize the world. Another thing that makes us question the sanity of people in the world. Another thing that brings the controversy between God and Satan from the spiritual realm into the physical realm, front and center, right there for the entire world to see. Evil being done on a global stage in front of a universal camera lens. And at the same time, the world, or at least the U.S., is thrown into an economic crisis with high gas and food prices, supply chain issues, crashing stock market, and continued political polarization over the best way to fix all of these problems. All that to say, this was my backdrop, right? This has been the backdrop for me as far as exponential change that I've seen in my life. And I'm sure I'm not unique. I'm sure my story is just one of many. The climate, the culture, the world right now is ripe for change. And that change can take us in one of two directions, growth or deterioration. So growth in that many of us have changed in positive ways, deconstructing the past and reevaluating our future, refocusing our worldview in order to be different, better on some level. Deterioration in that many of us have gone backwards falling into more rigid thinking, unhealthy worldviews, controlling behavior, living out of fear and anxiety, and possibly creating a state of inaction, choosing to do nothing because it's so overwhelming. For me, going through this period of exponential change has forced me to rethink life on so many levels. You know, call it a midlife crisis, an existential crisis, a spiritual awakening, um, or the process of deconstruction. I don't know. I don't exactly know how to define it. But I know it's been a very real thing. It's been invasive, right? It's consumed my thoughts for the past four years. And I think on some level, uh, you know, all of this change is what led me to do the Transcend Human podcast. I had all of these thoughts going through my head for, what, a, a year or two, and then I just had to do something with it. So in 2020, I was like, I've got to figure this out. Either I'm going to start blogging, I'm going to start podcasting. I'm going to jump on YouTube. You know, I have to do something to get all of this content out of my head. And I decided on a podcast. And so that's where Transcend Human came from. So over the next few episodes, we're going to dive in a bit deeper to that, right? We're going to, I'm going to do some personal assessment. I'm going to try to figure out how best to define uh, this thing that's going on for me. And in some way, hopefully it'll be helpful to you. Number two, get woke. So what does the minute of transparency and then my whole rant about exponential change have to do with our topic for today, which is transcending woke? Great question. So let me start with this. 
I believe that any level of wokeness, if that's even a word, any level of wokeness that I experience has only been possible or has only been created because of the experiences I've had over the last four years. In other words, the past four years are the foundation upon which I've been forced to think outside the box. I've been forced to reevaluate some of my core beliefs. I've been forced to take a more in-depth look at the life of Jesus and what he really stood for in life. And ultimately, right, this new worldview that I've been trying to piece together in order to make sense of it all. But is that it? Is that what it means to be woke? I'm not altogether sure. So let's investigate it together and see what we come up with. Now, I'm sure we've all heard the term woke, right? In fact, it's it's so popular, it's kind of taken on a life of its own. To me, it's very similar to the F word, right? You know, the one, the big one, the F-bomb, the word to top all words. And I say that because we've figured out literally how to apply the F word in every single scenario, right? We use it as a noun, a verb, an adjective, an adverb, a conjunction, a preposition, an interjection, even as an auxiliary verb, whatever the heck that is. And we're getting close to doing the same with the word woke, right? It's become everything from a noun describing a type of person to a derogatory term that we use um, to slam another person for their poorly held beliefs or what we view as poorly held beliefs. Now, it's not hard to see that this whole idea around being woke has taken center stage. So let's just start with definitions. According to dictionary.com, woke is often used as an adjective and it's considered a slang term, often used in the phrase stay woke. So uh, definition number one, having or marked by an active awareness of systemic injustices and prejudices, especially those related to civil and human rights. So examples would be, in light of incidents of police brutality, it's important to stay woke. Uh, He took one African-American history class and now he thinks he's woke. Uh, Definition number two, aware of the facts or true situation, etc. So examples of that, the moon landing was staged, stay woke. Uh, A tomato is a fruit, not a vegetable, stay woke. So the first one um, is highly related to social justice and and just being aware of the fact that it exists and, and wanting to do something about it. And the second one is more of a science thing, right? It's It's choosing to look into factual information and then live your life based on that. And you can see right then and there um, how, (laughs) unfortunately, conspiracy theories play their way into um, people considering themselves woke, right? Because if you find scientific information that is not actually scientific information and you run with it, that can be a, a firm foundation for the start of a conspiracy theory. But at any rate, that's the definition from dictionary.com. Now let's look at what Wikipedia has to say. According to Wikipedia, woke is an English adjective meaning alert to racial prejudice and discrimination that originated in African-American vernacular English. Then beginning in the 2010s, it came to encompass a broader awareness of social inequalities such as sexism and has also been used as shorthand for left-wing ideas involving identity politics and social justice, such as the notion of white privilege 
and slavery reparations for African Americans. Next, nationalworld.com explains it like this. Woke nowadays refers to being aware of or well-informed in a political or cultural sense, especially regarding issues surrounding marginalized communities. It describes somebody who has woken up to the issues of social injustice. And finally, Vox.com breaks it down from a polarized political perspective. On the left, to be woke means to identify as a staunch social justice advocate who's abreast of contemporary political concerns, or to to be perceived that way, whether or not you ever claimed to be woke yourself. On the right, woke like its cousin canceled bespeaks political correctness gone awry and the term itself is usually used sarcastically at the republican national convention in august right-wing representative matt gates from florida uh, scolded woketopians grouping them together with socialists and biden supporters as though the definition of a woketopian was self-evident so there you have it a few different takes on what it means to be woke To me, this is a really good start, but in a minute, I'm going to put a little twist on it myself, because for me, there is a worldly way to look at being woke and a spiritual way to look at it. The definitions we just walked through are very worldly, right? The way the world looks at it and the way people in politics view it. But I believe that there are people who are getting woke spiritually. And for me, this started about four years ago, thanks to the exponential changes I had to go through. So does that mean I move from right to left? Does that mean I drop my conservative values in exchange for liberal ones? No, not at all. Because to me, this change was spiritual, not political. And therefore, nothing to do with the left or the right, being liberal or conservative. If I'm truly woke spiritually, the way that I'm describing it, I've simply reassessed my worldview and found it wanting. I've recognized that there's something more to life, something missing, something of greater value. Being woke in this context is nothing more than transcending human. Sound familiar? Rising above the human condition. It's determining the right thing to do in any situation and choosing to do that over the alternative. Number three, set your alarm clock. So before we dive into this, uh, let me just start by asking you where you're at. On the woke scale. So if we're using my scale for being woke, the spiritual scale, uh, how would you rate yourself on a scale from one to 10 with 10 being fully woke? For me, I would feel pretty narcissistic if I gave myself anything over a six or a seven, because for me, it's all so new, so fresh at this point. For the past three to four years, I feel like I've been drinking from a fire hose. And dealing with change on that level in a very short amount of time is not easy. It goes against everything I thought was important, like happiness, comfort, safety, security. So where are you at right now, right? Have you been on the same journey as me? Or does this all sound like Greek to you? If you're asking yourself, what's wrong with this guy? He seems a little off, a little fragile emotionally. If that's you... If you're listening to this and you have no idea what I'm talking about, it might be time to set your alarm clock. Now, why do we use alarms? Typically, we set an alarm at night, right? When it's dark and we're headed to sleep. 
because we know that if we don't, we may not get up in time for what we need to do the next day. The alarm is meant to awaken us out of a dead sleep. Hence why I'm using it as an illustration, right? Back to the minute of transparency, where I talked about times in life where I thought I had it all figured out. Looking back, I didn't have it all figured out. In fact, I was taking a nap. I was sleeping, and it took something big to wake me up. My alarm clock has been going off for the last four years. All the changes, the loss of my job, the global pandemic, the war in Ukraine, uh, the issues seen in the church, all of these things combined are an alarm sounding, telling me to wake up and smell the coffee. Now, if you aren't hearing the alarm at your house, maybe it's time you bought one and set it up so that someday soon it will go off and it will remind you that there are things that you've been sleeping through. What are those things, you ask? Well, over the next few episodes, I hope to flesh some of those out to get very practical about what it means to get woke spiritually, uh, what it looks like for each of us individually, what it looks like for our families, and what it might look like in our community, our state, or even our country. So let's land the plane. For this week, just ask yourself the following questions. Number one, have you ever felt like you have it all figured out? Do you still feel that way now? If not, what changed? What changed in your world that helped change your view on life? Number two, are you woke? If so, are you woke in the worldly sense of the word? Just focused on a very liberal, um, left-wing political agenda? Or do you feel like you're being woke to a new spiritual reality? And finally, where are you at today? Are you on the woke train, just learning more and more as you go? Or do you need to set an alarm so that you don't sleep through the next five years of your life? All right. Well, that's it, everyone. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. Uh, it was so much fun. Uh, I hope you're along for the ride. Uh, I've, like I said, I've split this content into three parts, so maybe we should just call it the Woke Trilogy or something fun like that. Uh, anyway, I'd love to have you back next week for part two of Transcending Woke. We're going to talk about this thing called The Awakening uh, and what that's all about. But until then, everyone, have a great week. Stay woke. And as always, keep transcending human. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Transcend Human podcast. If you're interested in the show notes for this episode, head on over to transcendhuman.com forward slash podcast and navigate to the episode you're looking for. On the website, you'll also find blog posts, podcast series, and other helpful resources to help you navigate the Transcend Human ecosystem. You'll also find links to our social media channels, and as always, if you have questions, feel free to contact us at info at transcendhuman.com. Have a great week, everyone, and we'll see you back here on Monday morning.